0: That's heritageradionetwork.org slash 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you.
1: Hello and happy Pride. I'm Nico Whistler, host of Queer the Table, a new show about queer identity and food. While the show won't officially launch until next week, I wanted to share with you all a conversation I had with Glenda Testone, the executive director of The Center. That is the lesbian, gay, bisexual, and transgender community center in New York City. Every year, The Center hosts a massive pre-Pride fundraiser and celebration called the Garden Party. I've never been, so Glenda gave me a little bit of the history and filled me in on how to get tickets.
2: My name is Glenda Testone, and I'm coming up on my 10th year of being Executive Director at the Center, which is the Lesbian, Gay, Bisexual,
1: and Transgender Community Center here in New York City. And we are talking specifically about an upcoming event, and so I'm wondering if you can tell me a little bit about the Garden Party.
2: Absolutely. Um... So the Garden Party really began as a community event uh, in 1984. So it was just one year after our inception, after we uh, bought the building. So it's one of the longest-running Pride events um, in New York City. And at that point, the center was really relying heavily on volunteers. So the event, the idea of the event was a way to recognize volunteers' hard work and help establish our organization. Um, that first year, it was a simple block party that celebrated our arrival to our home on West 13th Street in Manhattan, and community members chipped in to make sure everybody had plenty of food and drinks, and it was just a party to make people feel good and to really celebrate and welcome everybody. Um, a fun fact is that uh, LGBTQ rights pioneer Edie Windsor was one of the people that helped put up the first decorations for the very first garden party. So, oh my gosh, that's pretty incredible! Yeah, <laughs> um. <laughs> So since then, uh, Garden Party has grown a lot, and some of the story of Garden Party kind of reflects the way the the center has grown along with other queer organizations over time. So in the early years, um, we really were focused on our advocacy role around uh, the AIDS crisis, and this event became a place for community members to actually get important information about how to stay healthy, how to advocate for their own rights. Um, And then in the 2000s, we started to integrate Garden Party more closely with New York City's culinary um, scene to really make it a unique event. We wanted it to stand out from some of the other LGBT events and and thought, you know, what what better than to put uh, queerness and and a food experience together. So Garden Party is always at the kickoff of Pride Week. Um, So it's a great way for folks to come and really Gear up and sort of fuel up for a very busy, uh, busy week of marches and celebration and protest and dancing and and all of that. And so it's really become a an incredible celebration that now we have about a thousand people um, or more each year that really come to the garden party and celebrate the community and eat and drink and be merry and gay. <laughs>
1: The best, the best. <laughs> <ones>. <laughs> um, for folks that don't know about the work, that that center is doing in New York City. Can you talk about some of the programs that Garden Party and any donation really supports at the center?
2: Absolutely. So uh, what we do at the center right now is we continue to do advocacy. We provide health and wellness programs, arts, entertainment, cultural events. Um, We have a whole recovery program. We provide parenthood and family support services. Uh, and we have a youth program as well. And we see about 6,000 people a week that come to the center for these various activities and programs. And the funds raised at the garden party really fuel all of this life changing and, and some life saving, uh, work and allow us to keep our doors open 365 days a year. So if you are in the city and you don't know what I'm talking about, <laughs> you should come visit us uh, on 13th Street between 7th and 8th Avenues. Um, we've been there for many years now and hope to be
1: there for many years to come. And, and we'd love to welcome you anytime. Incredible. And so attendees can know that their money is going to an incredible organization. Um, what else Can folks who attend the Garden Party 2019
2: expect? (laughs) Well, it's going to be a very big year, 2019. It's um, Garden Party is the official kickoff of World Pride. Uh, We're at a larger venue. We're at Pier 97 overlooking the Hudson River. We'll have more than 20 establishments providing tastings. Um, And I'm really excited to say that we're introducing our first ever Culinary Council And so this is a group of four LGBTQ chefs who are curating the range of restaurants, bars, cafes that will be serving at the event. So we have Hilary Sterling, who is the executive chef at Vix; We have Allison Cave, who's the co-owner of Butter and Scotch. And we have Ash Folk, who is the culinary director of Hill Country Hospitality. And finally, Lisa Fernandez, who's the founder and chef of Sweet Chili. Um, you know, some of these people have been part of Garden Party for years and, and for some of them, it will be the first time. And we're really excited to, um, welcome everybody and to just keep growing this community and, and growing this scene. And I think people are in a, extra mood to um get together and and celebrate and commemorate because it is the 50th anniversary of stonewall um and it is world pride in new york city so if if there's any year to participate um in things like the garden party i would say this is the year
1: hear that This is the year. Garden Party is on Monday, June 24th. To get a ticket, you can visit gaycenter.org slash garden party. Tickets are $85 for center members and $99 for non-members. That includes four hours of free food tastings and an open bar, plus a beautiful spot to be in queer community. And all proceeds go to funding the center's amazing programs. So if you have the funds and can make it work, you should do it. Okay, that's my spiel. Big thanks to Glenda and all the folks at the center doing the work. I will be back next week with the official first episode, talking with some fierce activists and historians about three trans and queer led riots, all of which took place at late night restaurants in the decade before Stonewall.
2: Compton's Cafeteria was a cafeteria that was across the street here on Turk and Taylor. It had transgender people, it had uh, LGBT people, it had hustlers. And the police were always hassling the girl, the transgender girls and the, and the street girls. So one night, I guess there was just, they got fed up and they said, well, you know what? We're
1: going to fight back. And they did. Subscribe now wherever you get your podcasts and those stories will be delivered straight to your earbox next week. Queer the Table is produced by me, Nico Whistler. The logo was designed by Natalie Uduwella, and the theme song is by Denali Gillespie, who also inspired the name for the show. None of this would be possible without the support of the whole team at Heritage Radio Network. We are in the midst of our summer fun drive, and we need your support. You can become a member and get all kinds of cool gifts by going to heritageradionetwork.org donate right now.